0: Hi guys, this is Vidas and Osha. Let's start episode 155 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. This question was sent by Leon and he writes Thanks for the thought-provoking complex question on how some people hate most modern music. Perhaps it would also help to read some texts on the history of music. Irving the continuity in music would get him to the 20th century. And then if there is a music school near him, or even now via the internet where he could take a course, even a seminar on 20th century music, that would help. As for myself, it seems to be very random what I have liked or not. For example, I do not like much of Xanakis' music. But his lone organ work, Gmeorg, is actually very well structured, and one of my fantasies to be someday to play. After a couple of big Bach works and the Roipl Sonata, and the Vierne etc. Bottom line: sometimes nightmares can become part of the dream, and eventually, as you remind us, miracles happen. Osha what Leon is saying probably is that the sometimes music that we dislike in the beginning sort of grows on you later uh, especially complex modern music uh, do you have this experience in your uh, life
1: yes yes definitely
0: does your just uh, taste changes over time or or not?
1: Sure, of course, I remember when we first met I sort of liked early music more and I was like a fan of Buxtehude, Bach, and I still still am and I remember you were like a fan of Hindemith and more modern music, yes? So... And actually, you know, during our studies in Lithuania, I would say we had fairly, fairly, you know, incomplete education in terms of modern music because all the focus was based on the common period and we did not know much about early music and I mean about middle ages and renaissance music and early baroque music we did not listen much and we haven't studied much of it and also of a modern music because sort of my knowledge before going to the United States uh, was ended up somewhere with a new New Vienna school meaning Schoenberg, Webern and Berg I did not know much about later you know, composers of the 20th century and about the beginning of 21st century. And then you know, in the States, during our doctoral studies, we both took the, the, the course of music history course of the uh, second half of the 20th century music. And it really widened up my horizons. Because I found a lot about you know modern music and you know composers like Zanakis and you know Luciano Berio and you know many American composers such as John Adams and I could you know name many of them. That's a new world, you know. But but of course when you study a modern music you you have to find out what, what the composer's idea was when he wrote a certain composition. Because that's a very important thing. You know, to find out what what is you know, behind it, what the idea is behind it, what the uh, composition technique did he use. Because, you know, if you don't know about those uh, modern composition techniques, these can not mean anything to you. Like, for example, I studied, you know, carefully Luciano Beria's Sinfonia. That's an amazing piece, but, but, you know, you have to know how it's put together, what, you know, it's behind idea of composing, composition like this. Like, all this, you know, music concrete and using collage technique and, like, you know, total serialism and all that kind of stuff. What about you, Vidas? What's your experience?
0: Well, let me say this, for starters. Uh, don't you think that, let's say, Bach music was quite modern for his day, too?
1: Yes, I believe so.
0: He was bre- uh, groundbreaking in many ways. And remember when he played uh, some fancy stuff after returning from Lübeck, uh, when he was an organist in Arnstadt, his congregation complained that he is playing too dissonant music, right, among other things. So he was well ahead of his time in many ways. Uh, and let's say composers that that we think of as very early music, like Svelling, he he was probably uh, just as modern as any other contemporary composer back in the day, right and everybody back in, in the 18th century uh, 17th century played uh, modern music uh, contemporary music of music of living composers either they copied their music by hand or sometimes they purchased very expensive uh, publications which were you know a rarity in those days. Uh, But you could not get away just by playing you know uh, Music of Dead composers. Sure, uh, people studied uh, ancient art and and renaissance traditions polyphonic uh, masterpieces but they did that in order to expand their musical horizons and to further develop their own unique original musical style, don't you think, Osha?
1: Yes, I couldn't agree more.
0: So today, of course, when when, uh, humanity's uh, uh, development is so much more advanced, today we have so many styles to choose from, right? And uh, when I first started playing the organ, as you mentioned, I liked um, early music a lot, and I still do, of course, but I didn't know much about you know, any other stuff, any other developments, and I didn't know about m- ultra-modern music. Then I discovered Paul Hindemith and his uh, creative approach that got uh, hooked me, and I started improvising uh, as I understood uh, Hindemith taught course that was quite ugly uh, in my case. Uh, and uh, But that was natural, probably, development of my personality, of my musical taste. And I believe the further you uh, study music, the further you practice music, you are open with your eyes of, for influences. And y- you look for influences everywhere, not only in music, in other forms of art. But also in uh, science, in everyday life, you look for those inspirations, right, Tosha?
1: Sure, and no, it's never easy, probably. Think, for example, about Ligeti's famous piece Volumina, composed for the organ. I think the story behind that, that piece is that it was banned at the beginning. Remember that story? We heard it, I think, in Sweden. But but now it's it's one of the most common pieces and you no know, sort of exemplary piece of um, modern organ
0: music. Exactly. Um, I think the best you can do is to stay open for the possibility for a chance to fall in love with this music. Uh, not particularly with uh, Volumina, but let's say music that you don't understand right now. Uh, for example, there was a time that I didn't particularly like um, music by Charles Tournemire. His music uh, you know, looked uh, like, like a bizarre uh, melodies and rhythms combined together didn't have well-structured form or at least I thought it was like that and f- uh, and for example uh, contrary to this uh, music by Louis Vierne was very well organized and quite well understood for me uh, or by me so uh, I thought Wierne was more uh, worthy of respect. Uh, and then, of course, uh, music by Jean Alain. Oh, he died young and, and his music, uh, m- many of his pieces are very short. What good could be, you know, from short miniatures. But quite recently I discovered that he was quite a genius, right? And uh, and Amir also was a genius, I, I believe, because. The, le- the more difficult for you is to analyze this music, uh, the more original it is, the more unique it is probably. If it's on the surface very clear and, and uh, uh, well-structured, simple, that doesn't necessarily mean it is uh, unique or innovative or original. It might be exceptions like with Mozart for example, like brilliant simplicity. Poetic simplicity, but in a lot of cases, people uh, they they create something uh, uh, and they then uh, don't uh, don't try to go even further that extra extra mile and think that it's good enough and uh, and uh, this is like an exercise music. Uh, with Wien, of course, it wasn't the case. He was a unique uh, inventor and uh, pushed uh, symphonic uh, French art into the new uh, realms of uh, chromaticism. That There is no question about it. So each of those composers sometimes I don't uh, appreciate at the beginning grows on me. Uh, whenever I spend quality time with that composition. So now I try to uh, be open uh, to new uh, musical compositions and try to citrate every day some unfamiliar music, some bizarre musical compositions that I can uh, get my hands on. Would that uh, work for Leon, do you think?
1: Yes, I think so. I think it would work on anybody. Because it's important thing, you know, to to study, to analyze. To appreciate the modern music?
0: Because you have to understand, it, it, probably we need to express ourselves, express our inner ideas, let them out. Like, like we have some songs that we need to sing of our own, not only songs that uh, Bach wrote, or Scheidemann wrote, or Swelling wrote, or Wern wrote, or Turnemi wrote. Or those uh, masters that we adore, right? But sometimes we have to uh, try to create something. And uh, this will be, of course, not perfect when we're just first for starting out. Uh, but then, if you understand the need for this, then you obviously start to uh, look for influences and inspirations wherever you can, in especially in modern music. If you are you know inclined to create, and I think every human being is sort of inclined to create. Sometimes we are afraid to create, but nevertheless, it's good to try. and sometimes uh, it's really fun.
1: Yes, it is. Even you know when you study a modern score, he has all that you know graphic design sort of unusual for an eye. It's basically a masterpiece.
0: And a lot of people don't understand that, and say, "Oh, it's nonsense! It's it's uh, rubbish! It's 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 too dissonant, right?"
1: Yes, but I think the more time you spend with that music, the more familiar you get, you know, with it. The more you can appreciate it. I mean, you don't have to love it and to play it every day, but you need to learn to understand it and to appreciate what you no know, composers did
0: because that that music came from composer's mind from the abyss of human mind you know the, there is a saying you remember the the name of the of the professor who told that human mind is an endless abyss that was the former uh, director of music Music department at, uh, at University, Union, of yes. University of Nebraska in Lincoln. Uh, his name Raymond. was Raymond Haig, Yes. Um, and he had this saying, especially after grading. Stu- student papers. Yes. Freshman papers. Yes. Human mind is an endless
1: abyss.
0: Yes. So try to. Try to go further into this abyss. It's interesting and you will be surprised what you will find there.
1: Yes, and have fun studying you know, modern music.
0: And guys, please let us know if you have such experience uh, when uh, the, m- the more dissonant music and uh, more advanced music sort of grows on you and you start to like it later in your life after spending some quality time with it, right? It would be very interesting to know if we are not alone.
1: Yes. And remember, when you practice,
0: miracles happen.